welcome to the Rich Thoughts Podcast, where our goal is to glorify God and terrify the devil. Get ready. It's going to be a great journey. Good morning and welcome to Rich Thoughts for breakfast. On a marvelous Monday. A marvelous Monday. Hallelujah. You know, we started yesterday talking about seven reasons you're hurting the devil. Hallelujah. I, <laughs> I like love that. it. You know, Satan fights. Hear this now. Satan fights what hurts him most, and that's you. He recognizes your potential for the kingdom. He knows God created a path for you through his word to be successful and prosperous. He understands that God has positioned you to operate in the end-time office of the giver. He's frightened that you'll tap into previously unknown potential. He's petrified that you will realize that he's a defeated foe. I love it when we review stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Colossians 2.15, 2.15, classic amplified. God disarmed the principalities and powers that ranged against us and made a bold display and public example of them and triumphing over them in him and in it, the cross. He's terrified that you realize that, well, you were created unique in all the earth and there's nothing impossible to you because you believe. The battles you face aren't flesh and blood. That's right. But principalities and powers. And the great news is, you win, he loses. So let's do a brief review before finishing seven ways you're hurting the devil. Number one, run to God. Psalm 3739, 3739 Message Bible says, the spacious free life is from God. It's also protected and safe. God strengthened. We're delivered from evil. When we run to him, he saves us. Hallelujah. And not only that, no matter how bad the problem or intense the battle, you're talking about the creator of heaven and earth that is delivering you from every attack of the enemy. The word gives us and is clear to us that when we run to him, he will save us. Philippians 119, in the New Living Translation says, For I know that as you pray for me and the Spirit of Jesus Christ helps me, this will lead to my deliverance. Glory. Hallelujah. So as we understand the importance of running to God, we hurt the devil. We thwart his plans to break our focus and derail our destiny. That's good stuff. Number two, understand the battle we're facing is not flesh and blood. That's it. Our enemy is not our boss, our creditors, our next door neighbor, or any other human on planet Earth. Regardless of what they've done to us or how they've treated us, it's imperative that we fully understand the source of the attacks against us. Ephesians 6.12, 6.12, classic amplified. For we're not wrestling with flesh and blood, contending only with physical opponents, but against the des- de- despotisms, against the powers, against the master spirits, who are the world rulers of this present darkness, against the spirit forces of wickedness in the heavenly supernatural sphere. Mm. Romans 8.31, 8.31, classic amplified. If God is for us, who can be against us? Who can be our foe? 
if God is on our side. I love it. When we understand who we're fighting against and who's fighting for us, we can hurt the devil by exposing his tactics. And we should do it often. All the time. <laughs> Amen. Third, boot camp preparation. You know, all re new recruits into the armed forces go to boot camp where they learn the basics of how to not only, well, be a good, effective soldier in any battle of the enemy, but with us, we focus on the basics of the Word of God because we receive our, well, our drill instructors end up being pastors, teachers, mentors to teach us how to hurt the devil. Amen. The greatest asset for the enemy is not an active sinner. Hmm but an inactive, ineffective Christian who does not understand the authority available to them or use it as believers. Wow. The price for success is always paid in advance of your victory, never after the fact. So all of us are called to be fully trained and properly prepared Christians so that we can hurt the devil and minimize, if not eliminate, the effectiveness of his battle plan against us as believers. Think about it. Hallelujah. Number, number four. four. <laughs> you want number four? Go ahead. No, you can do no, it. No, do it. God's Word as an indispensable weapon. We have unlimited access to the most powerful weapons ever created. Here they are. Mm. The name, the blood, the Word, His presence. See, our weapons are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of enemy strongholds. Our weapons prepare us so that no evil, negative, self-destructive, potential-limiting, self-defeating, morally wrong, ungodly thought can ever stay in our mind. Doesn't mean it doesn't come in, but you can knock it right out. Absolutely. Proverbs 16, 3, 16.3. I love it. Classic Amplified. Roll your works upon the Lord. Commit and trust him wholly to him. He will cause your thoughts to become agreeable to his will, and so shall your plans be established mm. and succeed. And succeed. Glory to God. You, I'm telling you. You got to know, if your thoughts are agreeable to you, they're certainly not agreeable to the devil. That's right. So God. let's pick up where we left off <clears throat> on yesterday's call. Number five, get in front of your battle. We have a great example in 2 Chronicles 20, verse 17. In 2 Chronicles 20, verse 17, New International Version, it says, You will not have to fight this battle. Take up your position, stand firm, and see the deliverance the Lord will give you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Go out to face them tomorrow, and the Lord will be with you. We position ourselves for victory over our enemies by getting out in front of our battles. King Jehoshaphat positioned the children of Israel for victory by seeking God and sending the praisers out before the battle. God inhabits the praises of his people. The way to ensure our victory in every situation we're facing is to praise God. Hallelujah. Praise him for what he's already done in your life. <laughs> praise him when you enter into his presence with praise and thanksgiving. The hosts of heaven are unleashed to battle in your behalf when you do it. Your enemies will be confused and flee in the very fear they sought to put upon you. 
Praising God, releasing the host of heaven to minister on your behalf will bring you peace and comfort and truthfully, the victory. Not only that, we begin to hurt the devil. The last thing he ever wants to do is praise God. When we do, he's on the bus out of town. Right, babe? <laughs> That's it. Number six, God has given us authority yes. over all, Woo. all, all the power of the enemy. God has given you authority over every lie and attack of the enemy. Now, this is one fact that hurts the devil deeply. When we remember we have authority over every lie, attack, and ability of the devil, mm. Luke 10, 19, 10, 19 is one of those scriptures we need to continually study so that we always remember who we are in him and what authority we operate under. Scripture says, Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. The first word in this verse that is translated power is the Greek word exousia. It means delegated power, or better said, authority. The second word translated power is dunamis. It means ability. So notice carefully that God is actually saying, I give you authority over all the ability of the devil. Hallelujah. Hopefully you're getting a hold of this. <laughs> you have total authority over all the ability of the enemy. And as it says in Luke 10, 19, nothing shall by any means hurt you. The Bible is literally saying nothing shall hurt you. It also says you have total power and authority over every lie of the devil. You never have to lose again. You can always conquer and always triumph. In all things. Talking about hurting the devil, well, that'll cut him to the core. Yes, it will. Got to move in that authority. Number seven, when we move in faith instead of fear, it hurts the devil. First, God wants us to eliminate fear, uh, all fear of failure in our lives. Joshua 8, 1, Joshua 8, verse 1 says, And the Lord said unto Joshua, Fear not. Neither be thou dismayed. Take all the people of war with thee and arise, go up. Second, God wants us to know that he is our salvation. So we have no reason to be fearful or afraid. Yeah. Psalm 27, 1. Mm, I love this scripture. Psalm 27, verse 1 says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear or dread? The Lord is the refuge and stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Mm, or. And third, God doesn't want us to be worried or fearful about what may happen tomorrow. Romans 8.32, 8.32 in the New Living Translation says, Neither death nor life nor angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. Praise God. Mm. Matthew 6.34, Message Bible. Matthew 6.34 says, Give your entire attention to what God is doing right now, and don't get worked up about what may or may not happen tomorrow. God will help you deal with whatever hard things come up when the time comes. Fourth, an answer to fear that really hurts the devil. Isaiah 26.3 Isaiah 26.3, Classic Amplified. These are a lot of the scriptures 
that you need to be in your confession every day. <clears throat> I know I do this one. You will guard him and keep him in perfect and constant peace, whose mind, both its inclination and its character, is stayed on you, because he commits himself to you, leans on you, and hopes confidently in you. Amen. That is a blessing. You know, the key to constant and perfect peace is to keep our minds focused on God, and that's how we really hurt the devil. Hallelujah. That is good stuff. Good stuff. <clears throat> you may want to go over this again. Mm. Um, you know, within another day, it'll be on the website, heraldherring.com, under podcast, and you can just go and listen to it again. It'll be a blessing to you. Hallelujah. Amen. This is good stuff, honey. <laughs> it is. Well, hallelujah. If you've been blessed by the teaching in the ministry, click the button that says sow a seed. Just ask God what seed he'd have you sow. Do what he says. That's all we ever ask. And until tomorrow morning at 830 Eastern, God bless you. Happy trails. And keep thinking rich thoughts from the word of God. We love you. We appreciate you. Bye-bye.